magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I am Tess Whitehurst, a spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Yes, we were just talking about, I was talking about how I feel like it's been more Mercury retrograde. For me this week, then it has the whole Mercury retrograde. And I was talking about how this is the most intense Mercury retrograde I've ever had. And I think definitely maybe that the country has ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us to the main topic of everything right now. Coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't we just talk about um, maybe how we are feeling about it now and how how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling interested and I'm feeling, I mean, personally, I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Ted and I are in a pretty, like, we both work from home. We live in a pretty isolated mountain town and um, and we're doing our best to, you know, not spread the virus. But, uh, and I feel, you know, compassion and some degree of worry for everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, the, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, that's kind of yeah. That's the part for me that I think I am absorbing is one. I feel very privileged. I feel so grateful for my privilege that we both work from home. Yeah, and that we have enough money to like stock up on food. Like that's not an issue, you know. And like so many people don't have that. Yeah. So I am like reaching out, figuring out how I can help, like donating to food pantries, um, calling the school to see like, because the, when they close the schools, like the kids with free lunches, like what happens to them? Yeah. So just trying to figure out how to care for society and not absorb it all at the same time into my heart chakra which is what keeps happening and I was telling you before that I keep um basically like have like a direct line always with my guides right now because they're really calming me down again I'm not feeling afraid for myself or afraid I'm gonna catch it I don't think I'm living in fear but I am very much I feel like I'm absorbing as empaths, you know, it's hard not to absorb. So I have to keep going back to like what they really, I sent out a newsletter today with like this huge guided message from them um, because I wanted to help people. So the essential part of it was really just like, like having loving detachment as much as possible asking what can I do how can I help and then but and also equally important how can I help myself how can I love myself how can I you know if you are feeling um any fear around it yeah like true self-care like major major self-care totally I'm feeling that same way so that we can also as lightworkers broadcast serenity and just do our best to create positive change in the energetic realm yeah what is that show where they're like serenity now do you remember that no oh you don't i remember um they scream serenity now no i don't remember that i remember Uh, that what is that one that really really great oh firefly where the where the ship is called serenity did you watch that show no i didn't 
It's so good. Oh, really? If well, you guys are looking for some a really good show to watch while you're still um, quarantining, <laughs> oh Firefly. Oh, it's Joss Whedon, and it's from like 2000. I, yeah, so it's good. um. Oh, I know what it is. What my thing is from was from what? Seinfeld. It's what from Seinfeld. Mm-hmm, it's oh, what, I don't remember that episode. Yeah, when Frank Costanza <laughs> he learns the, George. No, Frank, the father. Oh, he learns it from a self-help recording, and instead of saying it calmly, he just screams it all the time. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that show. Um, but Firefly is with Nathan Fillion, right? Well, I don't know. Maybe that sounds. I don't remember I think the that's name like of the, the only, main guy. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I remember is that Nathan oh. Fillion's in it because he's he was cute at that point. Oh, he the 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 like captain of the ship is definitely cute. Yeah, and it's definitely a good show. I recommend it to everybody. That's our uh, COVID nineteen response. <laughs> Watch Firefly at home and and that one episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do need a lot of amusement. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a real like when I was talking to my guides and getting this message, it was really like I kept coming back to my feeling of privilege. Like, oh, tell people who are like who may lose, you know, who are going to suffer from small businesses, just get in some inner peace, you know. But they were really great about it. And um, (laughs) I mean, they were like, that's, you know, that's not what you're saying. And that's not what I'm saying. We're saying like, actually suffering is part of life. And that, well, their main, okay, their real main message was expand, 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 that our natural inclination is to contract in times like this and that if you expand then you're allowing yourself to open up to the love and to the light that is always there but when you Mm -hmm. contract into the fear and then all you can feel is that fear all Mm -hmm. you can and you limit your possibilities you limit the ability to see possibilities but when you expand you're able to bring some light into the darkness you're able to um, you know, have the totality of the experience as opposed to, you know, just the scary part. Yeah. Because when you live in the scary part, there are no answers. You feel like there's no answers. You can't see the answers. So to really, there is no, there's always another part to things. There's always, you know, a polarity, another side. So yeah, the and an opportunity to step into the flow. And that I feel that when things happen that bring about fear and uncertainty I sometimes will feel this kind of excitement in a way that like all the spiritual all the meditation and all the the spiritual learning that I do you know like this is a really the time now to apply it you know yes yes and apply it a lot like keep coming back to it you know when you if you get kicked into the fear okay how can I feel my expansiveness and that really is where the growth is you know how can I hold the space of expansion when I'm worried about you know my business or Mm -hmm. you know worried about because small businesses I know are are concerned and restaurants and you know nobody wants to go out so how can I get curious about how I can um, expand in a new way yeah. So, yeah, I just want to say, like, it is easy for us, easier for us to be like, oh, I'm not scared. Because we don't, we're not being hit right. by the elements that are, effect- that this will affect a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do think 
maybe something I would like to talk about is that when I, I talked to my dad on the phone the other day and I um, realized it seemed like he was equating me just like taking precautions with me panicking. Right. Like I would be like, yeah, we're as much as we can, we're staying in. And, you know, I was saying to him, like, I hope you're being careful and washing your hands. And it seemed like he thought that that was me panicking. And and I think that that made me think, I wonder how many people are doing that, that they think, because I'm not, I don't feel in any way like panicking, but I think it does make sense, complete sense yes. for us to um, stay away from other people as much as we possibly can and wash our hands as much as we can so that we can leave the medical facilities open for people who are going to need them, just like in... You know, that's what happened in Italy is that people are getting those, the medical facilities are getting overwhelmed. They're, so have, that they're literally mean, having to choose who to yeah. save. Right. I mean, so that's yeah. not panicking to no. be, you know, like, let's do the best we can not to spread the virus. It, it, yeah. It's just I mean, a whole, you yes. can do both. You can not panic and also be responsible. I saw some great meme that was like, if a bear was coming at you, <laughs> would you be like, well, most people don't die from bears. They die from cars, you know, or would you create social distancing from that right. bear and like take care of yourself? That's, you know, not panicking. Well, maybe you would be panicking in that yeah, case. But in that situation, yeah. <laughs> I would panic. Yeah, in probably. That case. Probably. <laughs> I have. We live around bears, actually. Oh. I, I have encountered bears, but they're. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of black bears, but mm. black bears um, aren't don't aren't dangerous unless they're with their cubs and they think you're uh, threatening them yeah and this mama was with her cubs but if oh. you just make a lot of noise the black bears are fine anyway oh. this, we've gotten a bit that's not track. the point but, but i <laughs> i was gonna say to me it's like wearing your seatbelts. like i yes. put when i put my seatbelt on it's not because i'm panicking <laughs> right because i'm just being safe you know <laughs> can you imagine if you were oh my god I gotta put my on. <laughs> every time you got in the car <laughs> I could crash. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. Okay, it's hard for me not to get political here, but it's just it does seem like a certain group of people do call the people that are preparing panicking, but not just politically, but also like even on just regular boards, people are like, "Don't create a panic. This isn't. It's just the flu. Yeah, it's you know, panicking it's like, is not being responsible and taking precautions. They're just they're yeah, very exactly. very different things. <laughs> but my dad was like. Well, you don't remember this, but in the 70s, there was a flu epidemic, and I was embalming in 106-degree weather. (laughs) I don't – I'm pretty sure the air conditioning was on in the embalming room, and it was probably a really different situation. Yeah, You should point that out, that he's a funeral director. He was a mortician, then now he doesn't embalm anymore, but – that's so funny. We're not supposed <laughs> to touch our faces, by the way. And that oh, been, even in our house, even in your own house. Oh, uh, okay. I don't yeah. know. I was going to, maybe. Safe. I don't know. You can t- go ahead, touch your face. I was. I kept going like this. I don't know if that is any better. It's like, really a good oh, habit. Just this to means not. I had my hand in a fist. I just real. This is a podcast. Even though the video is going out to Patreon people, <laughs> I just realized people don't know what I just did but I've been trying when I'm out to like just use my knuckle if I have a scratch itch 
on my face. Yeah. No, I guess it does make sense in your house because Ted went to get, we have to go to the post office to get the mail in our town. And he went last night when there was nobody there. And I did open, you know, like stuff like bringing the mail in and getting products from outside of the house. It does. You're right. It totally makes sense not to touch your face in your own house. I don't know, though, if that's how it would spread, you know, like just from opening a letter. I mean, supposedly it's can be stable on surfaces, yeah, dry surfaces for a certain amount of time. I see. Well, there's a lot of unknowns still, but so many unknowns, so many what have you. Um, (laughs) Anyway, we hope that you are navigating it well and. And basically, the energy report is going to be essentially the same. <laughs> Not the same mm-hmm. thing, but maybe a little bit of an expansion, no pun intended, on expanding. An expansion on expanding? Mm-hmm. An expansion on what I just said about expanding. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, should we talk? <laughs> <laughs> about, we'll talk quickly about our Patreon, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Patreon. Okay. So just um, our pa- quickly, our Patreon is just a nice way to support us. And also our intention behind it is to make it, um, uh, the keyword is expansion today, I guess, expansion of the show so that um, I'm starting to do astrology channeled, um, little mini channel things for the signs and giving you tools to help you expand on what we do here right yeah and uh it, it we did do a Q&A last month and it was really fun mm-hmm. or recently did mm-hmm. a Q&A and mm-hmm. that was like neat like way to connect yeah. and kind of have fun. an extension of what we do on the podcast but have it be more interactive yeah and I think this month I'm going to do a lesson on um meeting your guides and like um channeling your guides it's gonna be hard to get too deep into it but i'll talk about how to connect to them and yeah it should it'll be helpful um so stuff like that you did an herbal magic thing yeah like a little metaphysics 101 on herbal magic Mm -hmm. and then you can also see the video version of the podcast if that's interesting to you Mm -hmm. should be we're real interesting to look at (laughs) pretty cute you can see me touch my face with my knuckle (laughs) i mean basically this is the hard sell so if you want to do this which you should want to no just kidding no should i'm really deep in mercury retrograde i don't know if i should be talking right now (laughs) Oh. If you want to, we love you. And if you don't want to, we still love you. We also love you. But so that's not even part of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why it's, you should do it so that we will love you. Better. We love yeah. you either way. That's right. So you can go to patreon.com slash magic monday or just Google uh, not, or put the not Google. I think it's patreon.com slash magic Monday Okay, great. Podcast. I was going to say, if you go to Patreon, you can just put magic money in the search bar. Search, is what I yeah. meant. And if you, you are it. already on there, you would see the face Tess just gave me when I said Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, was I a bit, it was a bit of a confused, scrunchy face. <laughs> <laughs> what is she talking about now? <laughs> All right. Now that we've done that, should we go to some questions? Uh, yes. Oh, and maybe we can mention Apple oh, podcast really quick. Yeah. yeah, that would be a wonderful way also for you to support our podcast, either or Patreon or um, Apple or both. Uh, writing us a review 
we would be so so grateful because it helps our podcast quite a bit yes thank you and it we helps love people find us and, and oh we love gosh. doing this podcast we do that's we true. love it deeply <laughs> so it, that we would be really grateful <laughs> you sounded a little bit like you didn't mean <laughs> oh no, no I, I totally kidding. meant it okay. I know you do okay Honestly, what is happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I really think that <laughs> it's the Mercury retrograde shadow combined with me. I mean, I'm usually really good at not absorbing. I mean, I have very good boundaries, even though I obviously am an a energy healer, <laughs> like so, and a psychic. So I. That's why you need good boundaries. I, exactly. So it's yeah. like a priority for me. But I'm. I think because it's so intense, the entire world is involved with right. this experience that I am really. I'm gonna have to like do extra, extra clear boundaries. I'll throw that mm. in the energy report. Okay, so our first question. It's actually from the Magic Monday podcast listeners page on Facebook, which you can join, which um, she was just asking on there in general, but we thought it would be good to address it here. Um, She's wondering if anyone has suggestions for self-care rituals, spells, energy work, etc. after the death of a loved one. We lost my grandfather on Sunday. It was both mystical and heart-wrenching to watch him transition, and he's dearly missed. Any ideas on how to honor this experience and or help process? Um, I'm wondering what do you, especially because, well... I was going to say you worked in a funeral parlor. Oh, yeah. No, I never worked there, but I did oh. grow up around one. Yeah, yeah. And I have lost people close to me. And um, first of all, I just want to say I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. It's always heartbreaking. And what I have learned about grief is, I, feel, I wonder if we've said this before on the podcast, but I've learned that it's not... Um, something you can heal faster with any sort of magic or energy work. You can definitely take good care of yourself as much as possible. It's just, for me, I'm thinking specifically of when my cousin Logan died because he was, I was really close with him and he, uh, he and I were right around the same age and he died of a brain tumor when I was 29, when we were both 29. And I remember just continually thinking like, Oh, today's the day. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, surround myself in light and I'm going to be positive. And, and, and I remember think just feeling so, so shaken. Mm. I mean, just like it was, I didn't feel like myself. I couldn't remember how to act around people. Mm. It was like it, this, it was really intense. And so what I learned in that experience, and then I've also had it with other loved ones and cats and grandparents it's just, you know, you can't, you just can't control it. You know, it's yeah. it going to be, you're going to wake up and feel angry some days and then you're going to feel tired other days and you're going to feel embarrassed and ashamed other days. I mean, it's just like there's, and so I think having compassion for yourself throughout the process and, and then I would, I would say, you know, keep your house clean and, and keep things around you that inspire you but I almost don't even want to say that because some days you're not going to feel like cleaning your house mm-hmm. or taking care of yourself so the the overriding bit of advice that I have is take care of yourself as best you can and when you feel like you don't have the energy for it have compassion for yourself um, on those days and in those moments mm-hmm. yeah I'm 
it's interesting to hear you say that because that's basically what my advice is is to as much as you can be conscious as you are grieving that's what I would say when Mm -hmm. I mean this may sound I have lost humans in my life too but I gotta say the most painful loss for me was my cat Dr. Schwartz because she really she's with me now still every day on the shoulder but um Mm -hmm. she actually I found out later was one of my guides so like she we had a very intense connection and we still do but anyway what I realized was like oh I have to go into this grief like I have to be present with myself and by then I mean just like breathe feel my body like really be in my body and experience the grief so and just almost like watch it go go through me just like cry and let it go through me let it go let it go like not let it go like just let it go but like truly allow it yes I mean I have heard someone say something about like emotions really are just an energy and this is interesting that I'm remembering this now because this is another thing my guide said to me about suffering um they said that suffering is like it's only when you attach to the suffering that it becomes an issue or a problem. So it's oh. like if you, but so suffering is, is what it is. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not bad or good, but it's just, it is what it is. So if you attach identity to it, like I'm, um, you know, I'm so sad. I'm like this, I'm in suffering, you know, attaching identity to it as opposed to like, this is pain. This is pain. Yeah. You know? Instead of like, this is who I am. This yeah. is all I, yeah. Yeah. Or um, I'm angry because I'm suffering or on this because I'm suffering or on that. It's just like, and you know, I'm saying this, but it's extremely hard to do in the moment. But I will say when I allowed myself to truly grieve in this way, it would feel like a wave. And I actually, it kind of reminded me of going through childbirth when the contractions would come and the pain would come oh. and it would be like, oh my God, here comes another one and I knew it was coming and I just had to be like okay here comes this horrible pain and just like go through it and then like okay then it subsided and like here so just letting yourself be like okay here it is you know and the more it would be painful would be the more I would resist it or be like or brace yeah brace around it resist oh yeah that's really good advice that the more that you can move through the pain yeah instead of because I think that was part of what was so hard for me when I thought like oh I should be over this by now or I don't want to feel this you know but when you can just because it it is so so painful but even like just as you're feeling the pain allowing it to go through you without like tightening around it like feeling your body breathing through it almost like you're breathing through a contraction I don't know if you've ever had a kid, but like, or just any kind of pain, just like, you know, just letting yourself go through it. And then the other thing, it's just everything you said too, just like being really kind to yourself. Um, When Brett was grieving his dad, he had a lot of judgment often around it. Like either he wasn't grieving enough or why was he grieving or or what, not why was he grieving, but like he was really tired, which I didn't realize was a real part of grief. Oh, yeah, that can happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I have no idea why I'm so tired. And it's like, because you're grieving. This is Mm -hmm. grief is tiring. (laughs) Grief Mm -hmm. is exhausting, apparently. So I mean, it is. So um, yeah, so just whatever stage you're in is okay. And whether you're quote over it, 
or not, you know, like letting your just loving yourself. And then as far as energy work, I will just say bringing in um, your angels for support is really nice or yeah. guides or just, you know, just saying like, I'd like my spirit team. I don't know if you have already have a relationship with them, but if, even if you don't just saying like, I would like my highest possible guides and angels to soothe me and surround me. And you can just picture them around you with light. And, and that brings me to really my final point, which actually had already said to her on this point. Um, page but for everyone listening like after you as you grieve you are releasing a lot so remember to bring in light to replace it I always like to bring in gold light but nature loves a vacuum I think is the phrase so like when you release something you want to like consciously bring in something too nature Uh, abhors a vacuum that's right the opposite (laughs) thank you The point is, is, yeah, right. It doesn't like it, so it wants you to fill in with something. You want to fill in. The point's the same. Mercury (laughs) retrograde. So, and yeah, that's what I have to say about it. Yeah, that's great advice because you can, like, even if you're tired or you just feel, you know, sort of muddled, you can still call on light and you can still call on angels. Yes, yes, yes. That, in fact, is a great thing to do when you are tired because it's like, that's often when I will remember, like, okay, help. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Yeah, or when I'm afraid, like when I was, I don't know, I think I did mention this before on the podcast when I was in San Francisco staying at that hotel and I had that really deep fear like psychic Mm. something psychic was happening that just didn't feel safe I think it was a haunted hotel and I just kept calling on angels calling on angels calling on angels just shifting that mental sort of um momentum (laughs) that momentum of fear but it it could be fear it could be grief it could be any challenging emotion that I feel like calling on angels because they're so powerful and so helpful and they always come when you ask for help yes that is right um, okay, so did you want to talk about that question about... Yes, yeah. so Kim on the Magic Monday podcast listeners page asked about clutter clearing, and she said, this is interesting, the similarities between these questions, mm. because she said when she was clearing clutter, she started to feel lonely. And she was wondering, is that ne- is that normal, you know, and what is what does that mean? And I've actually had that experience. I told mm. her this on the page that after Ted and I moved to Missouri, because we went to Missouri for maybe like six months or nine months before we came to Colorado after L.A. So right after we lived in a really crowded part of Los Angeles, we went to the country mm. outside a college town out on the countryside of Missouri and uh, rented a like a farmhouse it was so such a culture shock it was like so quiet we couldn't even see our neighbors it was it was beautiful um, but it was really far away from my family in California and I remember the first time I went through my closet to clear clutter when we lived there maybe we had been there for a month or something and I was like okay I'm gonna look through my stuff and just purge it was time for a purge and I remember feeling so lonely Mm. and so sad uh that time and it was because I I knew it was because I was moving energy and I was tapping into where I was in my life which was really like there Mm. was a lot that was gone that I was used to Mm. being close to my family being in California being close to the 
ocean just was like all of that sort of hit me when I was releasing physical items and that because it's energy work do you, you know, think you're it shifting was energy because you weren't aware of it until you started doing that were you um I think it was like we had just maybe settled in enough so that I was like oh now it's time to clear and so it wasn't yeah, maybe I wasn't aware of it, but it was because there was so much happening. Yeah, like yeah. we were like, whoa, and it was all so new. And then it was just I finally got to this point where it was like, oh, time to integrate. And that clearing clutter was like an aspect energetically of like more settling and more integrating and just got to a point where it was really obvious that I was integrating the grief of because I was excited to move, but I also had some grief connected to it too. So it, but I knew um that it was positive when you have emotion come up when you cry when Mm, i cry mm. i always feel like it's good news it's good Mm. news because there's a feeling there and now it's moving through and it's being cleansed and it's shifting and that opens us up to joy Mm. so if you feel grief when you're clearing clutter that's a good sign and just have compassion for yourself breathe and I like to that time I was listening to music you can put on music that seems sometimes when you're sad or angry or have any challenging emotion if you put on music that matches that emotion Mm. um that so I was listening to Lana Del Rey that day because she's she's such a sad girl (laughs) you know that's like such the vibe of her music like Mm. the sad sad feeling and um that can really help because it helps move the energy. It attunes to the frequency of the emotion that you're experiencing. Hmm. And then it helps to move it out. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. Would... So like intuitively, you might think, oh, no, don't yeah. listen to sad music when you're sad. But yeah. it actually really supports the cleansing. That's it. I've never heard that before. And that's a good point because a lot of time it's funny because my kids are so sensitive to sad music. They oh. barely let me play it. They're like, Mom, this oh. is making me sad. <laughs> like, oh. I don't know. It's interesting. But anyway, yeah, I would just say the same thing that um, it's pro- who knows, you know, it would be different for her, for Kim, the reason why she felt the loneliness yeah. and it doesn't even matter. I mean, it all really comes back to just supporting ourselves and allowing this integration of all of our feelings. And yeah. And again, like that message that they told me today about suffering, how it it really, it's when we put a value judgment on a feeling that it starts to feel bad or work, you know, if we, I think I've talked about this (laughs) maybe multiple times about that time I did mushrooms when I was 15 and Uh, I, not multiple times, remind me of this. Okay, if you don't remember, that's good. Was that at a dance? It was at a dance. Okay, I do remember, Mm -hmm. I just... Maybe from one time. Well, all I remember, I mean, all I remember, all, well, the thing that's (laughs) relevant is I was sitting there and, um, and I was, I guess, I thought I was laughing and then someone came up to me and was like, why are you crying? Are you okay? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I had no idea. I was going between laughter and tears Uh, and it all felt the same because- Uh, I was on mushrooms, but also because I wasn't, it was a release. That's right. all it yeah, was Yeah, no, they me. are not that different. Yeah. Crying there, and there laughing was, I, That's not. what I was saying. I was like, it's all the same. Crying mm-hmm. and laughter is the same. Yeah, and I, I mean, after I have a good cry, I laugh so hard. I mean, like that, I'm so open to having these really deep belly laughs. Mm-hmm. And also that's why, like, um, 
I think this is true for all families who have funeral chapels. I could be wrong, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like we, my family has a really dark sense of humor and mm. we will laugh at things that are dark. And it's because it's a way of, releasing. you know, like releasing the sadness yeah. of, of constantly being around death. Yeah, that really is the message, I think, today is that yeah. there's no judgment to the less you put a judgment on what you're feeling and just let it out the more it's just your natural state the more you'll feel better and you know yeah and we don't have to match I just finished reading um Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell have you read that uh yet no Mm -mm. I really like him do Mm -hmm. you like him yeah I do um and one of the things he talks about in it is in our culture that we do have judgment in our culture when someone's behavior doesn't match what we think it should Mm -hmm. in a certain situation Mm -hmm. and so I think that we don't need to do that to ourselves like you don't need to think oh why am I laughing after somebody I love died it's like you that's really normal to do sometimes you will laugh hysterically and sometimes you will cry and sometimes you'll feel sort of you know numb oh my god just let it all be what it is my sister and I when my mom died um we immediately went up to see my dad to help clear out there because they're real cut I mean they're like get it all out (laughs) Uh, he wanted us to not angrily just like really he was like you come up and clear her stuff out because he he was ready well he wasn't ready he was in shock but it was just like what they do they, oh okay yeah it was like real real not attached to an emotion it was just like oh well now the next step is you oh. clear her stuff out and that maybe that was part of his way of dealing well he was in shock because later he was like when did that he said he didn't even remember us being oh there. Yeah, yeah it was sad yeah. um but he doesn't process emotions that's how he lives his life oh yeah um but anyway my sister and I laughed so much that trip I mean it was a real bonding trip for us Um, yeah yeah especially because we found my mom's diaries and that bonded us in a different way but that's a whole other story but um I remember we went to Trader Joe's and my sister was just like you know how they talk at Trader Joe's how like they're very talkative what do yeah you, what have you got going today they engage you, know, you yeah they engage very engaged as an introvert I dislike this about Trader <laughs> Joe's so much I'm like you know what you don't want to know what I'm up to today and I don't want to tell you so why can't we I thought just... it's head is the same it's really like, I don't I don't need to have a conversation yes right now. exactly yeah. no need no need maybe I do if it happens organically <laughs> But probably right. not. Anyway, I am a friendly person, by the way. It's just, it feels very forced in mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. Anyway, um, he was like, what are you up to today? And my sister was like, well, our mom just died. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we just started laughing hysterically. <laughs> that's such a good, that's a yeah. good example of it, how, yeah. yeah. And it's because, it, and that, the tears were right there. Too. Oh, like yeah. That same, oh, yeah. Same, yes. yeah. Yeah, we were laughing. And Graham was like, why are you telling him he needs to know that? She was like, he asked me. I was like, not really. He didn't really ask you that. But it's like, that's what, that's the answer. Yeah. That's right there, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, that totally. That's so funny. Conversation. Anyway. <laughs> they don't do that as much at the Trader Joe's in Boulder. I think, because, uh, do you know, in the mountains, people are shy. Listen, I live that? in the mountains. Oh, do you have that too? No. Like, compared to California, no. Oh. No. in the Rocky Mountains, there 
It's mm. so, social awkwardness and shyness is the norm. Oh, that sounds delightful. It's kind of great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm making myself out to sound different than I actually behave in real life because like yesterday, <laughs> this guy was trying to talk to us in the parking lot about the virus and Brett was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he turned around. I was like, why aren't you talking to him? He wanted to talk. And he's like, he said what he had to say. And I was like, no, he wanted to, I could tell he wanted to get it off his chest, you know? Like he wanted someone to commiserate about it, but Brett wasn't interested. Was he standing close? I mean. Yeah, yeah. He was in the car next to us and he started talking about, I don't remember even, the cart and like, oh, he was telling us there was no food in the store, which was not true. Oh, but, weird. Uh-huh, and how um, Trump was shutting everything down and we had no food. And I was like, oh, yeah. And Brett was like, uh-huh. And then he just like turned around. He disagreed with me. He's like, I wasn't rude. But anyway, the, my point of telling you that story is to point out that I actually am friendlier than friendly. I just made it sound. But um, I, it's really Trader Joe's that I have an issue with. <laughs> just because they always ask me the one thing I don't want to answer, which is, what have uh, you got going on today? That's the question. We're on a new yeah. point where it's like. No, I have it sometimes in when I am needing to converse with someone and like that, like in a situation like that where it just truly doesn't feel authentic. Yeah. That I'm just like, uh, like it just, I think that empaths and sensitive people have that where you're like, oh, I can't, it's it really hard for me to fake a conversation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and also like, and then I start thinking about my day and like, it's pretty boring. And then I feel bad that I have nothing going on of interest to tell this guy. And anyway. You, maybe you on. could turn it around. I do that sometimes. I'll turn yeah. it, what do you have going on? Oh, I always with? do that. Except yeah. for the problem is, what does he have going on or she? They're working at Trader Joe's. That's the end of the question. I'm working. Well, maybe afterwards. Okay, great. Thanks oh, for the okay, talking this point. Is... <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you guys were wondering what to say at Trader Joe's. We have given you <laughs> no help. All right. <laughs> the, the, the final question we have is about lucid dreaming. Or Nadia got the um, Goddess Provisions box, which was amazing. Pretty great. Um, but uh, she said she drank the lucid tea and had no dreams, no lucid dreams. Um, and she was wondering if we had that experience. And I did have that. I mean, I did drink the lucid dream tea and I did not have lucid dreams, okay. but I also did not set an intention or light a candle. I just drank the tea and it was delicious. <laughs> so <there. laughs> did you try Nadia. it? <laughs> okay. No, Nadia. no, I didn't mean it like that. I know. I, know. I mean, I I drank it because it was delicious and I thought maybe it would be relaxing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my intention. I wasn't thinking, oh, I hope I have a lucid dream. But if I did, then if you did maybe what? I would set some, oh, hope to have a lucid oh. dream. Then I would have maybe like we were talking about, you want to share? Your... Oh, well, yeah. If you want to lucid dream, you really do, in my experience, need to set an intention of I'm going to try to remember that I'm dreaming like really just have an intention you can I mean mugwort is supposed to be which I was mugwort in that tea I don't know I don't know I don't think so okay mugwort is a great herb for dreaming in general and I do have a mugwort oil that I love um that I um put on me and I don't know if the, I really feel like the most important thing is the intention and also getting in the practice of it so that you're 
try so that you the more you just like with anything I think the more you do it the more you're um you can do it <laughs> yeah oh God, yeah and so like maybe throughout a number of nights like don't give up if it doesn't yes. happen the first yes. night yeah now one tool they do say to do for lucid dreaming is look at your hands um and your hands will always look weird in dreams apparently so if you look at if you can remember to look at your hands and they look weird then you can be like oh I'm dreaming um, for me, I feel like maybe I've talked about this before. I always know if I'm having trouble on the phone. Oh, yeah. I'm probably we talked about dreaming. this recently. Yeah. And, and to the point where like in real life when I have when in waking life, when I have a problem on the phone, I'm like, am I in a dream? Am I in a dream? <laughs> um, so it's really just getting in that mode. But also I do have to say um, my favorite spiritual teacher, Sinea Roman, who channels Oren, she has a lucid dream. Um, well, I did this so long ago. It was a cassette tape because I am ancient. Um, but they, she has them downloaded, um, not downloaded. She has them as MP3s now on the site. Um, it totally made me like, mm. it was really an intense experience. So awesome. I, I, that makes sense to me that guided meditations could help you to get into that state because you're mm-hmm. sort of if you do it while you're sleeping and you're listening to someone, you know, it can activate that part of your brain that where you're extra sensitive because as you fall asleep anyway, you're I don't know the real science behind this, but something about where your brain waves are are make it easier to access the other realms and like hearing your intuition hearing um from guides and stuff like that mm-hmm. oh I think because it matches like when you meditate it's like similar brainwave as when you're falling asleep yeah I would approach it um with the spirit of experimentation and um, practice like just showing up and maybe you want to create the space in your bedroom maybe like burn some sage or mist with an aromatherapy mist with lavender and sage before and um, drink your tea in a ceremonial way like if you have this tea the this year another tea that mm-hmm. is to help you sleep and lucid dream you could empower it with the intention to remember your dreams and just kind of infuse all of the time before you sleep and any actions that you take with intention focused intention oh and you know they do say the more you record your dreams the more you remember it and i just oh, remembered yeah. something else oh my god i've been sleeping next to a um black moonstone Maybe not black. It's actually brown, but I think it's called black moonstone. I don't know. Anyway, it's a dark moonstone, and I am remember all of my dreams are so vivid now. Oh, so you may want to try that. Oh my god, I don't even know about black. Oh my god, maybe it's just well, it's brown, so I don't know why I called it black. (laughs) Well, maybe that's what it's called. It may be. I'll look it up um, for next. You know, so you can put it in the show notes. Um, But yeah, it's. My friend gave it to me for my birthday, and I've just, like, randomly had it there, and I was like, oh, it is supposed to be good for dreams. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's been really intense. So, and I love it. I love remembering my dreams. Um, so, and then writing it down, I think, will help. Mm-hmm. I went through a period where I recorded my dreams. and oh. um, That was fun. It was interesting because if I would wake up in the middle of the night and record it, then I might not remember what I said, and oh. then I would hear it in the morning, and it was really interesting. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, that actually brings us very 
easily into the goddess provisions box for this month which is all about dreams and we didn't even intend to do it that way Mm -mm. no we (laughs) didn't plan that at all yeah it's a really great um box even if the dream tea doesn't make you dream (laughs) i think it would i think it would you did after i mean yeah i could see it did feel pretty magical did you you didn't try it yet Mm -mm. that's so delicious it's like a cinnamon Ah, chai type so yummy and Uh, in them there's a moonstone in it it's like a chiseled uh, moon shaped moonstone oh maybe that's why they put that in there yeah i wonder if all moonstones are good for dreams it's a chiseled into yeah into a moon yeah into a shape of a moon and Mm -hmm. there's like this great smelling set sachet Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. lavender and other herbs in it and And, an um, eye mask mm -hmm. and a dream journal it's just we love these boxes Mm -hmm. and if you um, buy one through our website then we get a little something for it you support the show it's a Mm -hmm. win-win magicmondaypodcast.com that's right and they plant they're vegan cruelty free and they plant a tree for every box sold which is so awesome and I love how they don't feel wasteful. They're like so compact, but they have so much in them. Oh, that spray. Have you tried that magnesium yes. spray? So cool. It's like helps you sleep and relax and you don't even take it in your mouth. You just spray yeah. it on your body. Yeah. They, really we, cool. I used to give my kids this magnesium oil. Um, it's supposed to be really good for sleeping. I don't have a problem falling asleep. So, mm-hmm. although sometimes they wake up. Anyway, that's a different story. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys like the real ramshackle feel to this episode. It's time for the energy report. Oh, my God. I finally nailed it. <laughs> oh, God. I thought you did, too. I But I, was, I wasn't sure what you were going to say. It's ironic it that beautiful. I finally got it in tune. The day everything else is falling apart. (laughs) Not really. I'm just, okay. All right. So I feel like I kind of already told you what's up for the energy report. Um, But I will say, especially this is, I mean, it's really everything I've been saying. It's really a time for extra, extra support of yourself. So, you know, I'll just say I relate to having a hard time, um, supporting myself when things are when I'm all when I'm feeling scattered like this or feeling extra sensitive it's almost like that's the last thing on my mind when really that should be the first thing on my mind (laughs) is Mm -hmm. how can I love myself more how what do I need right now how can I nurture myself so you may be if you are you know extremely empathic or whatever wherever you are you might be feeling the extreme vibration that's going on in the world right now. So I will say one thing is just really being aware of your boundaries, something that I can remind myself to do, which is first I will say I always love gold light, breathing it in to clear out. And also I love your violet flame um, Mm. meditation. Tess has a great violet flame meditation. Maybe you could link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, To do a clearing to just first just transmute everything and um what I do is like a golden light like 
I don't like to say golden shower because that has other implications. <laughs> <laughs> but a golden light shower. <laughs> Imagining a big sun over your head and just really clearing it out, clearing it out, or the violet ray. And then really having your boundaries. So I um, put blue around the outside of my aura, and that is certain the color of certainty. So really having that certainty and sealing in your own certainty of I know what's up for me. I don't have to take in, I don't have to be an antenna taking in the world's fear right now or the world's whatever it is going on. I can feel, you know, I can just have my own information. And then, like I said, that big message from my guides is really about expanding, which I feel like is the same thing I said to do last week, but this is what they're telling me. So, yeah. um, so filling up with that gold and expanding your energy. So on a, on a, um, uh, more like day to day level, that would mean like just checking in, like, can I feel my energy getting bigger, feeling with gold and then just imagining it getting bigger, bigger, bigger. Um, I really love what they said about that. It's not about denying your experience or just trying to be like love and light, love and light, you know, good vibes only, hashtag good vibes only. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. It's about feeling your whole experience. And by, by expanding your energy, like I said before, you can bring light to those harder feelings. Um, and then again, what I said, just like what we were talking about before, just allowing yourself to feel the feelings without attaching an identity to it or why am I feeling this just like oh there's that feeling you know Mm -hmm. basically bringing out all the tools I've ever said to use here right (laughs) um including self-compassion so you know hand on your heart this is a moment of suffering may I be kind to myself you know really showing up for yourself and when you put your hand on your heart um even I've said before, it brings in oxytocin, the love hormone, and, you know, and I've also talked about how people haven't been able to feel it. But even if you, it doesn't activate that love for yourself, it's still a grounding move to have, you can even put both hands on your heart, you know, to really, it brings that, it just brings a groundedness to your heart Mm -hmm. chakra. Um, And especially if you just say, this is a moment of suffering, may I be kind to myself. Um, We really need a lot of kindness right now. Um, It's a harsh time. So the more we can have our own kindness for ourselves, the more we'll emanate it for others. And I just remembered one more thing they showed me, which is when you imagine like filling up with gold and having it fill your whole aura imagine the feeling of peace whatever that feels for you sometimes for me feeling in the feeling of relief bringing in the feeling of relief is a way to access peace so like just that feeling of like oh everything's okay like you know if you can imagine you're feeling scared about something and then it's like oh no that's not going to happen oh yeah that feeling of like a uh, relief so bringing whatever that peaceful feeling relief whatever into your body and then see it emanating out from you through the earth so like um lines of light like 
am I making sense? Are you able to see what I mean? Like, uh, are you talking about like the grid of the earth? Yeah, like through the earth, just like it circles around you and then it spreads like mm-hmm. through the land. So mm-hmm. just spreading that feeling of peace, like through your whole body, through the whole land. And the more you can make it bigger, the bigger you can make it, the better. And that's what I have to say. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah, that we talked about that, or we did that in the Good Vibe Tribe. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh we did gosh. a ritual. We worked with Archangel Raphael and sent peace uh, and harmony and balance. We cultivated it. We sent it to our community, to our yes. state, to our world, to our or to our country, to, our, to the whole world, and then through the core of the earth and the energy grid of the earth. And I was going to talk about that, too, oh, in the next funny. segment. Yeah, is it's it time? all related. Yes, it is. Okay, so now it's time for Practical Magic. So this week is Ostara and also Mabin. So it's oh. the equinox. Oh, I mean, depending Mabin. on where you are in the world. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere like we are, it's Ostara on Thursday. If you are in the Southern Hemisphere, it's Mabin, the fall equinox. And this is a time of balance. Mm. So there are a lot of aspects of the equinox, both fall and spring, that you can focus on. This time, I think for both hemispheres, it makes total sense to focus on balance. Because it's the time when the days and nights are of equal, roughly equal length. It's just a, a really a time where we can invoke connect with and then amplify vibrations of balance mm. wait a minute it's a time of day and night are equal isn't that roughly equal the equinox mm-hmm. oh. oh in june no, no? that's um no. you're thinking of midsummer which oh. is like the longest day of the year oh you're right okay yeah Continue. <laughs> so well, um, remind me today <laughs> it's a it's a um backwards day Mm -hmm. with the mercury retrograde (laughs) shadow but so (laughs) so um to i i recommend lighting a candle maybe a green candle for health and wellness so what we're doing is we're supporting because the balance personal balance is really aligned with immunity so we can draw upon that balance and support everyone support ourselves Mm -hmm. and in not just immunity i mean being calm and feeling positive releasing stress like those all have such a positive effect on your immune system so if we can emanate that balance like psychological and physical balance then it will support everyone so lighting a a green candle if you have one or a white candle it might not be the time to go out and buy a candle like if you don't need to go out so work with what you have you know Uh, light a candle take some deep breaths if you are out at the dollar tree store is a lot of candles it's a good place if you happen to need to be there for another reason but definitely don't leave your house to get a candle (laughs) doesn't yeah no you don't need to do that right now because you don't really need you never need any tools. That's what my whole book, Holistic Energy Magic, is all about magic with zero tools. And mm. it's, it's really all about intention. So you could, if you have a candle, light a candle. If you don't, no big deal. Um, but take some deep breaths. And 
call on the divine feminine and the divine masculine in a way that feels powerful for you. So the great goddess and the great God, you could do that way. Or I call on, on this day of balance, I invoke the divine feminine. Mm. On this day of balance, I invoke the divine masculine. And it's so similar to the concept of yin and yang. Eastern and Western mystical traditions have a lot in common, and that's one of them, the god and the goddess, the yin and yang. It's that cosmic balance. So invoking the divine masculine, invoking the divine feminine, and then breathing and this feeling, the energy of the day, of the balance of the equinox, and also setting that intention and allowing these two aspects of divine energy these two polarities to work within your body within your cells within your mind your emotions to create a sense of balance and harmony and wellness and peace so breathing in the light and then you can send it out you might it really worked well we we worked with archangel Raphael in the good vibe tribe who is the like the angelic physician he's Mm. all about healing and wellness and also the heart chakra bolstering the heart chakra which has so much to do with healing and wellness and um you know radiance and strength so you could work with green light you could invoke archangel Raphael. also we happen to invoke the god and the goddess and Raphael last week but whatever you want to do and send either golden white light or green light emerald green light across the surface of the planet down to the core of the earth throughout the whole energy grid of the earth and then feeling it coming back to you that resonance Mm. it's a cool way to work with magic magical energy sending it out and then feeling Mm -hmm. it coming back to you Mm -hmm. it's so funny how similar ours i know I mean, it's because it's just like such big times right now. Yeah. I feel like the message is like clear. Send out peace. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then also what you were saying about that balance, because that was the thing that I loved that they said to me about how it's not about just love and, you know, only being, you know, good vibes. It's about like feeling allowing both that balance yeah so that you can intermingle and that yeah yeah and I like what you said about the fear too that I think when you feel fear when you feel any sort of challenging emotion to not force it out that's why the violet flame meditation can be really helpful or just the visualization of violet fire bringing it into your body feeling it around your energy field and then if you feel fear you feel it more and mm. you send it into the flames because those you set that intention and you have that knowing that that violet fire perfectly transmutes any and all challenging and stuck energies into pure positivity and blessings. And you don't need to know what that is. Mm-hmm. You're just working with that transmuting energy so that you can change the momentum. Because mm-hmm. often we can feel like as magical people, as metaphysically minded people, we can sometimes really judge ourselves when we feel afraid or feel like go to a place where we're picturing the worst case scenario or something because mm-hmm. we're like, oh no, and then it makes it worse because we're fighting against it. So instead of doing that, you can stop that momentum by being like, oh good, I have all this negative momentum and you know what can transform that perfectly is this violet fire so then you can even welcome it and then once you change that dynamic into welcoming it then it stops having so much power you don't get into that sort of 
frenetic back and forth of trying to feel it and then trying not to feel it. You know, you just feel it more, send it into the flames and then set that intention that they're transforming into exactly what is needed. And you don't need to know what that is. Mm -hmm. You just let that, let the violet flame decide. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they were talking about with expansion is if you, when you allow the feelings, then you expand naturally. When you when you contract around it like oh no fear then you're then you contract you're not expanding when you're like oh there's the fear okay there's fear then you're expanding and that allows in love because your true nature what's under all of it is love so when you expand um into that violet allowing the fear to come out and go into the violet flame then it also allows in love to yeah. And again, nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> so it's going to fill it with something and yeah, allowing it to love will come in the place of that. Yeah. And one more thing, mm-hmm. this came up in my uh, full moon reading a couple of days ago. And this, I mean, after you do this candle ritual or just ritual, definitely make sure to ground your energy. So mm. you want to just visualize, sense your body as light, like the t- tune into the energetic aspect of yourself which I envision as golden white light in my body and around it and then feel your gravity the gravity that's holding you down to the earth as an anchor to the earth that's like a beginning way to really ground and then you can imagine the light of your being connecting just like connecting right in with the energy that's flowing through the earth in all directions so that just and that not just after the ritual after the ritual you will like even though it's a little kind of candle meditation ritual you'll still be calling in a lot of extra energy into your field so you want to make sure to send it any extra energy that you don't need back down into the earth but also just regularly throughout the day at this time for light workers and magical people grounding is so important so just really remember to anchor throughout the day at least once per day and then anytime you start to feel your energy being you know sort of ungrounded in any way Mm -hmm. and if it helps to picture a not just a grounding cord, but a ground grounding roots, like roots of a tree yeah. going deep in the earth. Yeah. And do that. All right. Was that it? That was it. Great. Um, okay. So should we, we'll do our housekeeping. You can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com where you can ask us a question on there or um, what else can you do on there? Just listen You can to the connect show. with people. You can post funny spiritual memes. On Magic Monday Podcast? Oh, no. Sorry. I was thinking about the face. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what? You can <laughs> no, you do can't that do that. On, not on our oh, website. Okay. No. <laughs> on our Facebook page, Magic Monday <laughs> Podcast listeners, which you can ask to join. And yeah, you can post memes. So if, that, if that's what you're itching to do, if you're itching to post those funny witch memes, there, that's where you do it. Great place for yeah. it. Yeah. Or just you can find us at Magic Monday Pod on Facebook and then Instagram magic monday podcast yep where can we find, where can we find oh oh me you go, go you. first oh me okay <laughs> you can find me on instagram at highest light healing and why not follow me you know it'll be great for you and yeah. on uh, highestlighthealing.com you can sign up for my newsletter um or learn more about what i do there and schedule a session if you like 
And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst, and at my website at TessWhitehurst.com where you can find a lot of rituals, guided meditations, spiritual inspiration, and other stuff like that. And just so much. She has so much there. It's a bevy of spiritual information. Thank you. All right. So shall we pick our card for the week? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. I'm going with the old standard Wisdom of the Oracle deck by Colette oh, nice. Baron reed I'm going with the old standard uh, Magic of Flowers Oracle by me. Oh, by you. Which That's I have a new first. card deck coming out, everybody. I'm going to announce the name of it on Beltane. Oh, when is Beltane? It's um, May 1st. Oh. We have to wait a whole almost. Yeah, but months. I'm gonna post some artwork from it on Ostara or no on March twenty first. So um, okay, well that's that, very exciting news. Thank you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, that. it's exciting yeah. news. Okay, I picked the happy happy card reverse. It's reverse. But that's okay. That's okay. It's a great message. That's natural, I think, at a time like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To be reversed. Yeah. Okay. So what it says is lighten up because this is the time to be ridiculous and silly. (gasps) Just like we've been doing. Yeah. Oh that's true. That's true. Today we have (laughs) Oh dear. Okay. See the world through the eyes of a clown. I take issue with that. Just kidding. I was pretending I was a clown. Okay. And don't take yourself or any situation right now too seriously. Have fun. Be playful. Make laughter the order of the day. You'll be surprised by how everything just seems to fall into place when humor leads the way. Being happy and lighthearted is a wonderful icebreaker. That's for sure. Life is meant for play as well as work, for laughter as well as tears, for celebration as well as focus spirit wants to sparkle through you smile and enjoy each breath and each moment miracles lie in the silly things oh i love that we really needed that and so what's the what about it being reversed is there that was reversed oh that was reversed yeah Mm -hmm. that was yeah that was like come on lighten up you need to get in it nice Get, get in that happiness I love it. And we even talked about that, like laughing during dark times Mm -hmm. today. That's so cool. Okay. So I picked Morning Glory, which is Awaken to Magic. You said it like (laughs) how you say practical magic. (laughs) So I I didn't get the guidebook today because I was like, I wrote this. I don't need the guidebook. But uh, I kind of wish I had it right now. But um, I can tap into that... um, in a similar way, it's like we might feel and it might kind of seem intuitive that we would be focused on the challenges and mm-hmm. the dark aspects of this time. But it, I feel like this is a message for us to look for the blessings wherever we can find them, including that this is a really interesting time. This is a time that none of us have experienced anything like this before. So for us to kind of let it be a vehicle for stepping into more power and more, um, even more joy, like in yeah. the happy, happy card, like it were, just to be like what you can do. And you, if you're thinking, or if at any point you think that's unrealistic or, you know, for any reason or, 
not feeling like that feels organic, maybe just see if you can play with it from a what if perspective. Like if I were going to look at magical aspects of this, what would they be? Like, oh, I have more time to, you know, read or Mm -hmm. watch a show or Mm -hmm. hang out with my family. Or I mean, it might be something totally different for you. It might Mm -hmm. be the ability to come into the the reminder to come into the present moment the reminder to breathe through fear see where you can find the magic and also the awaken to magic ostara is a time of moving more fully into the spring i mean it's the first day of spring right technically in our modern world isn't it i think so they call it it's not the same as the celtic in the celtic calendar in bulk is the first day of spring but Mm -hmm. i think in our calendar then it it's I don't, I don't spring know. equinox. Um, it must oh, be. Yeah, it's called spring it is, equinox. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. So in a way, it is that portal into spring. So mm-hmm. there is also just like that energy happening. There is every pagan holiday is a portal. So mm. looking into what spiritually, what portal you're stepping into and letting this be a way, a time of stepping into greater power. Yeah. I mean, always during these kinds of times, it's a time for deep growth and power. Mm-hmm. And you're, and I know I do remember we were talking about laughter in those really crazy hard, like when mm-hmm. my mom died. And yeah. we laughed. We really laughed as much as we did anything that weekend. Yeah. 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 We did at, at Logan's funeral. I remember my cousins and I laughed until we cried. We couldn't yeah. stop laughing yeah. at this one. There was something that happened during the funeral. It's a long story. but mm-hmm. it, And it was like we knew it was the most inappropriate time <laughs> to laugh, which made it so much right. funnier. Of course. Yeah, so these are really, it, it is also, the last thing I'll say about this is like, they talk about this in um, astrology, how when things are square and in opposition to each other, they're more difficult, but it's also the time of most growth. Mm. So because, you know, when things are easy, when things are trying with each other, it's nice, it goes along nicely, but it's not a ripe opportunity to bring up what do I need to release? What do I looking at? What do I, how yeah. can I grow from this? So. So that's a magical way to look at it. And we hope you have a wonderful week. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Yes. And lots of love and peace. Have a great week. Ha, ha, ha.